Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together, we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys, too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app.
See you later, healers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinara. And I'm Taylor. <laughs> that was a long pause. I was you like, like froze. That was so weird. Oh, I did. <laughs> I was thinking there were probably people in their car or at whatever at the gym at home being like, uh, "Hello, Taylor, Taylor." Thinking you there? that you were missing again because sometimes <laughs> well, I miss you when you're not here. Um, and we're glad we are here together today. And I'm excited about today's topic because. This is definitely something I think everyone is going to be able to relate to, like 100%. Um, because I know that I'm just trying to think about when when I don't feel this is like never. I don't know. I think like so much, a lot of my anxiety is actually about the fact that I have it, to be honest. <laughs> I think most people, I think anybody who's had a panic attack, it's kind of like if you've passed out before or you've had something like traumatic happening to you, you fear it happening again. You know what I mean? Yes. So like you're always like anticipating, well, if it's happened before, then it's going to happen again. Okay, and so I think it almost because becomes this like whole loop. It, it's the loop, anxiety loop, right? So today we're talking about, um, oh my gosh, anxiety about anxiety. You, For a second, I almost said, yeah. I, no, I almost said fear about fear. And I'm like, what am I talking about? No, anxiety about well, that's anxiety. that's true too. <laughs> being scared about being scared. I mean, that's basically the same thing. Right. But more intense with anxiety. Yeah. So I think like, I remember when I first had my first panic attacks, it was like, what is going on? And then it became, oh my gosh, I don't want that to happen again. And so then you live yeah. in a constant state of avoiding that ever happening again yeah. and anticipating it. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, like, it's like a cycle. And I'm glad we're like jumping right into this because um, I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are totally going to say to themselves, like, oh my gosh, this is m my biggest problem. Like, yes, I know I have other triggers, um, you know, whether it's something that, you know, you can, if something that happened in the past or like you have some trauma you're working through, um, or maybe there's people that trigger you or, you know, you like you're what, very, very aware of, you know, external types of triggers and things that scare you, right? That you're working on. But on top of all of that, it's like, oh my gosh, like when is it going to happen again? Like when when are these triggers going to trigger me again? What, like, it's almost like you're in this constant state of fight or flight because you just, mm -hmm. especially if you have like panic disorder, right? Yeah. Or like you have panic attacks a lot. That's going to be that's going to be at the forefront of your mind so much if you feel like you don't have skills, right, to know how to manage it or you haven't really started the process of healing or maybe you have and you're just having a really difficult time again or who knows, right? Um, so like I think it can be so hard to get into – like just get into a mindset where you're not thinking about the next kind of episode. And yeah, I know for me definitely. that's like where it, where I I fall short, you know what I mean? Yeah, what really helped me is the I don't know if you've heard of the Dare response. Yeah, yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, it's it was very interesting because it's like why would I want to invite my anxiety to almost like visit me? And I remember when I really thought about that, I'm like 
That's interesting. So you're instead of like living in fear of it, you're almost becoming a friend of it. Because when you live in fear of it, it's going to keep haunting you. But if you like almost become its friend, you take the power back. So can you explain a little bit to the listeners just what kind of you know about the dare response or what and and yeah. how it helps? So so I guess when you start having like the thoughts or whatever, you diffuse the situation. And so you like recognize so you're like so say your heart starts racing, right? You go like so what? So what my heart's racing. My heart's raced a million times, right? Think when we have our panic attacks, we always say it's different this time, but if you really think about it, it's the same as last time. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's the same symptoms. It's the heart's racing, you get a little dizzy, your vision might get weird, you're having chest pain, your breath, shortness of breath, uh you're, you feel like tunnel vision where you feel like the world isn't real around you and there's a, what, a, a death knocking at your door. It's that feeling of like just impending doom. So when all that mm-hmm. starts to slowly creep into you, you go, I've been here before. So, mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. I felt this before. And then you um, you kind of become friends with it. So you... You're like, okay, hey, nice to see you again. And the funniest part of, that I learned about this thing is imagining it like a little cartoon, like a little yeah. cartoon character. So like a little SpongeBob with like a squeaky voice. So when you're getting those intrusive thoughts, it's like little SpongeBob being like, you're going to die, you know, and like kind of imagining that and being like, oh, hey, what's up, SpongeBob? Like, how are you today? Like, what are you doing? And, you know, it's like, oh, nice to see you again. Uh, I'm just like chilling. How are you? Like you literally just like have a car. It sounds so crazy, but you kind of are taking the power back when you're acting this way. Yeah. Well, I love that. So I, I, you know, um, I love, I love this because it, it does, it makes you feel like you're in control more. uh Right. And like when you're anxious, you just really, that's a huge piece of that is you just feel like you lose control. Um, and so when I was actually looking, uh, like just doing some research about dare, I actually found the, a picture of what you just described of yeah, like, wait, it's not I, over. And I'm showing There's this more. To, no, I know. I just want to show the picture to you. Oh. You guys can't see this, but I want to show the picture to Taylor to just see if like, this is kind of what you picture. Yeah. That's what was in the book. Yes. So, yeah, so yeah. just. I just want to like clarify just that DARE is an acronym and it stands for diffuse, allow, run towards, and engage. And then I can explain that a little bit more. But go ahead. What were you, how, I want you to finish. Yeah. So the the second one is like you become you, – you kind of become its friend. Like I said, it's like, oh, hey, what's up, SpongeBob? And then you kind of like invite it to do more things with you. So you're just like, come on, show me you can like – you can make this a little more rough for me or like show me show me your worst side, SpongeBob. Like really make it hard for me because the thing like he says in the book about anxiety is that when you're having like a real issue, like a real medical issue going on, you wouldn't have time to be inviting anxiety in more. Like you, you're not – when you're having a real health issue, you don't have time to be like, come on, anxiety, make it worse for me. So what you're doing is like you're showing yourself that there isn't an immediate emergency. So there's no tiger chasing you. There's no immediate emergency. And so by having the time to sit there and be able to be like, come on, give it to me worse, like 
And that sounds mm-hmm. so crazy because it's like make my heart race even faster. I remember it said in the book, I, I read this so long ago, but it was like make my heart race even faster anxiety. Come on, like show me whatever. And then uh, it can because anxiety really has no power over you. And so when you're asking it to do that, you realize it's not really a thing. You know, it's like it, it's kind of funny. You're like, wow, you, you can't even make my heart race any faster. Because you're not really a thing. You're a thing I'm afraid of, that I'm creating these symptoms because I'm afraid of you, but you really have no power. And so when you start like talking to it like that, then you're supposed to be. So after you do that, you kind of like run towards it. So instead of running away, uh, the analogy in the book was kind of like a wave. So when we go with the wave, right, it's a lot easier. But when we resist waves in the ocean, what happens to us? We get mm. we, we get all tangled up and like it's it, it can take our breath away. It, the water can get into our nose. I mean, you know, the water getting into your nose, it's the worst feeling. And so when we go, when we resist the waves, it's it's horrible. So it's kind of like when we get anxiety symptoms, when our heart's racing, all these things, when we freak out about them and almost be like, oh, oh my God, like, what's going on this time? Like, do I need to call 911? Do I need to, I, I'm, I don't know what's going on. You're giving it power. So you're saying, I'm scared of you. And so then more adrenaline gets dumped into your body. And so the more adrenaline that gets dumped into your body, the more symptoms keep coming. So then the power of that anxiety gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so by almost like acting like it has no control, one, you're stopping that adrenaline drop into your body. You're slowing it down. It's like he said in the book, it's not going to go away immediately because adrenaline takes a while to get out of your body, but you're stopping any more adrenaline coming into your body. And he also says you're not going to perfect this the first time, but then you carry on with your life, not for a distraction, but you just show that anxiety can't take away your life. So you kind of just go back into the activity we're doing and anxiety can join you. You even tell anxiety like, like, you know, that little SpongeBob I was talking about. You're like, Hey, you can come with me. Like I'm about to finish my work for the day. You know, if you want to hang out, I know this sounds so crazy, but it, it really is effective. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's one of the uh, top s- selling books to, f- to help heal anxiety. And, um, this is not like sponsored or anything, you guys. We just feel really strongly about how effective this book is. And it's by a man named Barry McDonna. I want to make sure I say this right. I'm going to spell it for you. M-C-D-O-N-A-G-H. Um, I think he's Irish, actually. And it's just there if you put it in and you want to get it. Um, and there's it's, it's amazing because there's so many other um, – like if you go to just Google Dare book or whatever – they actually have a web page that has so many resources now of how to help anxiety and mm-hmm. and like a toolkit and like they have like coaching courses and different things on how to help um, deal with with that and I think the concept has worked for so many people and that's why it's so popular to really just imagine this. Um, this, you know, little, uh, the way that the cartoon looks, the way that they, the the anxiety looks is like, it looks like a little like COVID, COVID ball with like eyes and a nose. (laughs) Like, it just looks like a, you know, thing you're just like, you know what, whatever. Like, yeah, come, come in and show me like what you got, you know what I mean? And come over here. And then like, 
And then like instead of just like fighting it, you kind of – like you said, you kind of embrace it, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, all right. All right. I got this. You're back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's times when – well, it's more of just like really just like making it not in control, right? Like there's parts of you and there's a part of you that have these intrusive thoughts and that struggle with with, um, really feeling just like – out of control a lot of times and it just gives you a way to take the power back like you said and i love this because when you struggle with having anxiety about anxiety this concept could be like so healing and just like life changing for that specific type of like anxiety right mhm um but yeah i've heard like that, that- so many of me huh Oh, no, I was saying that that's why that their response came to my head when I thought about when I'm having anxiety about anxiety, Mm. because it's like it's a pattern you can really get stuck into and you can become full blown panic disorder if you don't get out of it. And he says that in the book. He was like, he's like, it will go to a 10. And, And I think it's good to recognize that, too. If you don't get a grip on on fearing this anxiety and always waiting for it to knock on your door, like. You know, like if you're continually waiting for it, how can you expect to live? How can you oh, expect totally. to enjoy your life at all? Because you know, any second, this horrible thing, and it's very traumatic what you've gone through. A panic attack is very traumatic. Mm-hmm. What you've gone through can happen any second. And you believe that it's you, – you create this whole situation around it, right? Like you imagine yourself with your friends. You say you're going to hang out with your friends and you can just see it in your head panic attack comes to or anxiety comes to hang out too and you don't have that response with it instead you let the anxiety have full control and then all of a sudden you're making a scene in front of your friends right and then you have to go home and your whole day's ruined so you can almost like play that whole thing in your head and then you're like i'm just not going to go because i don't even want to go through that 100% yes exactly and i just i just remembered too they have an app he has an app yeah. So you can also like practice a lot of these skills like through the app. They give you like – like I suggest reading the book, but it, it actually helps you like put everything that he talks about into action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. But yeah, I mean that's, that's like a, a huge part of this is just feeling like, you know, we talked about anticipatory anxiety a couple episodes ago. And this is sort of similar in the sense that like you're always just like on edge waiting for that next like episode or that next panic attack to come along. And I think mm-hmm. if you're able to kind of use this concept about like diffusing and accept, you know, um, God, what was the acronym again? But anyway, the DARE um, concept, then you almost can like when you're feeling balanced, like if your anxiety is more at like a one or two, right? It's not at like a seven or an eight. When you wake up and you're feeling pretty balanced, you can kind of say to yourself in your mind, like, okay, even if I do have another panic attack or even if when, not even if, but when, right? Like you are going to at some point feel anxious again, maybe not full-blown panic, but like at some point you'll feel worried again. Like this is just part of our biology that you'll be able to say to yourself, you know what though? Like, I'll be okay. Like anxiety is my friend. Anxiety is my buddy. And you know, I got this. I I got you. I can handle it. And it'll almost make you 
less like that'll make the anxiety subside a lot more about having the anxiety, if that makes sense, you know? (laughs) No, absolutely. And the funniest part in the book is that he calls it a paper tiger. And I love that. I love thinking of that. It's a paper tiger. A paper tiger. Oh my gosh. That's interesting. Okay. Well, think about it. Can a paper tiger do anything to you? It looks scary, right? The tiger looks scary. Like, ooh, wow, a tiger is scary. But can that paper tiger really hurt you? No, but Mm -hmm. a real life tiger could. But that paper tiger can't hurt you. And so those adrenaline releases we get are, you know, from our ancestors when they were legit being chased by these things. And we just, we should thank ourselves. Like, and he says that too, like thank our body when we have these adrenaline responses. Wow. I'm so thankful that my body, it wants to uh, protect itself because that is what the body is doing when we have those anxious episodes is the body thinks there is a danger and that is our body showing, hey, we're healthy enough to protect ourselves because there actually are some people, including my husband's aunt, who she doesn't have that, uh, what she found out when she was pregnant, she doesn't have that response. Like she's not able to uh, kind of have a cortisol, I don't know exactly what it was, but she can't, uh, she has to like take synthetic medicine for it now because her body can't really go into that fight or flight mode which sounds beautiful oh, interesting. but it, it can't but it also wow. is like when she gets sick she doesn't have a re- immune response because her body just doesn't so it's pretty crazy it's it, it's it's a beautiful thing right and i think also looking at it like that too with appreciation and love and knowing that your body just wants the best for you it's like okay body like hey i know you want the best for me but today i just want to like chill like there's nothing we really need to protect ourselves from i'll let you know when we need to do that and just like having these conversations with your body, it really helps. And then trusting yourself, trusting yourself that, you know, you've had these symptoms before. I know a lot of people will say, well, how do I know if this time it's actually a heart attack? You know, um, one yes. really important thing yes. is if it was a heart attack, you wouldn't have time to invite it to do worse to you. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. You, you wouldn't it, – it, like it would be happening. Right. Yeah. People, people having a heart attack aren't like, come on, make my heart race more. You know, like they, and that's what he says in the book. He's like, people don't have time to, when there actually is a medical emergency, to invite anxiety to hang out a little harder. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it's like, we have to understand in that moment, okay, we really do have control. We're okay. Mm -hmm. And in 20 to 35 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, we have to let this adrenaline get out of our body. It's going to take time. So when you're doing this and you're like, I still feel on edge, you can't expect it to just get out of your body. So that's why you're supposed to just go in and work on something and understand that like anxiety might be still hanging out with you while you do this work, but it will slowly be like, okay, hey, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go back home. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, so I think that's highly recommended for sure. And, um, uh, you know, I've just heard like great things uh, about that, but, you know, may not, you know, be the best, you know, might not work for everybody. Who knows? I I don't know. But I think that being able, like understanding your anxiety a little bit more is is part of the healing, right? Um, And knowing that if you have anxiety about anxiety, that, there's a way to kind of shift your mind on that. You know what I mean? Like um, that's going to be the cognitive work that you do. And 
obviously you guys know I'm a therapist and I talk a lot on here about advocating for therapy and hopefully finding the right fit for you. I know that's hard, but having someone who who is, you know, understands the cognitive process and the part of that that really needs to change and you need like how to rewire the way that you think that can be really helpful to be with a professional who can really guide you through that. And maybe, you know, I've had my clients read D.A.R.E. Um, and then we process that together and they practice it. Um, and so that could be something you might want to bring up to your therapist if you are and you haven't done it yet is to maybe buy the book and then you guys kind of go through it together and, you know, you practice different action steps in between sessions and then you talk about it um, together. But I think all in all that, can be probably one of the best things you can do as far as not having that like anticipatory anxiety about your anxiety. You know what I mean? Totally. Breaking breaking the loop. I love that. Breaking the cycle loop. Yeah. And then I saw something too online that I thought was really good about, you know, you were talking about the, the a cycle of anxiety and it described it in a in a really helpful way that made me realize oh my gosh yes this is like the cycle that happens and you know we talked about how to break it a little bit um but i found this this um kind of you know post or whatever it was picture and it talks about okay so you have anxiety and then the next thing that happens is an increased scanning for danger right you have physical symptoms they intensify and your attention narrows and shifts to like yourself and all of those symptoms and all of that and then the next thing that happens is you try to escape or you avoid and then the next thing that happens in the short term you find relief right because you're like avoiding these things so yeah in the short term you're like okay oh i escaped it okay but the next part of the cycle is in the long term there's there's an increase in your physical symptoms of anxiety. You have more worry. Your confidence is lost. You really don't have a lot of confidence about coping or what you can do when that happens. And then there's an increased use of all your safety behaviors and you just continue to avoid. And then you have more anxiety. So that's kind of the cycle that happens and why like avoidance and escaping is not you know, something that's going to, in the long term, actually be something that's healing for you. Um, in the short term, there might be a little relief, but in the long term, it's literally going to continuous be a continuous cycle. And it's going to just increase anxiety, increase certain behaviors. So, absolutely, you know, so, and I've been, I've been stuck in it. I mean, <laughs> I still get stuck in it sometimes, you guys, like sometimes I, I know we talk about how, I think you know, that's we, normal though. I don't, I don't think that you I, – I don't think that you'll ever not maybe have the thoughts of going back to that. I think that they're – I think normal people have that thought, you know, like of little anxious triggers. And then, I mean, granted, we've had panic attacks. So I think when you've had a panic attack, you kind of have that little like, you know, traumatic experience that you remember and you fear it happening again. But I do feel like even if you are, quote unquote, healed from panic attacks or whatever, you might have the loop come to thought and it's breaking the loop before it gets to that point. Right. Right. So exactly. So where like you might be saying, okay, well, where do I, how do I break that loop to make it effective? Like where do I get, what do I, how do I, you know, use my coping skills or, you know, like at what point do I start therapy or when do I, you know, where, where in the loop is the most effective to like stop my anxiety. Right. And like, the truth is, I think that 
if you're already like in the loop, I don't think it necessarily is like, okay, this is where you want to, you know, I think it's just there is a loop and we need to figure out what's happening. And then Mm -hmm. starting to become more aware of, you know, again, like I said, the cognitive piece, right? Like what are the thoughts behind the fear? So what's really making you feel scared? Um, What are those intrusive thoughts saying to you? Like what makes it so scary? How true are those thoughts? Like looking at it as an observer. And then when those physical symptoms start happening, because we know the mind and the body are connected and I haven't met one person that has anxiety that doesn't have a physical symptom associated with it. Yeah, literally. Seriously. So so really it's just saying to yourself, I want to break this loop. I need to start and maybe maybe you feel like you do need someone to guide you and you do need to reach out and maybe talk to a therapist or maybe you want to say okay I'm actually going to start reading up on it. I I think that maybe I I can want to just research and like really try and heal myself and try and do this on my own first and getting the dare book, getting the anxiety healer's guide, practicing different um you know action steps to really regulate your nervous system. And so part of that like dare is cognitively thinking about it, right? Not as like this big scary thing, kind of as like this lion on a page. What did you say? Tiger on a paper? Paper tiger? Paper tiger. (laughs) Thinking about it as a paper tiger and knowing that it's okay, wait, yeah, that it can't, it literally can't hurt me, you know? So um, yeah, I I really, I really love that concept. And I'm really glad that you brought that up, the dare, because I don't think we've ever talked about it on here. No, yeah. And I think I think that's one of the best things for anxiety about anxiety. So that's how I feel that component comes in because it's the, it's just that cycle, you know, that you have to break. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And remember too that like, you know, we're life is stressful, right? And mm-hmm. and a lot of times people, you know, we throw around the word anxiety and sometimes it just, sometimes it gets lost in translation even, right? Like someone might just be experiencing experiencing some overwhelming stress that day. Um, maybe it doesn't get debilitating, but they're stressed out. And so being able to also recognize like the difference between feeling overwhelmed and stressed, but having anxiety, right? Like stress is more short term and there's some moodiness. You can feel of course you can have symptoms like nausea and dizziness with it, have some anxious thoughts. But with anxiety, there's like a lot of just like physical, physical symptoms that linger, a lot of restlessness, a lot of intrusive thoughts that linger, um, really heightened state of, you know, hypervigilance and feeling on edge. Again, that's lingering, right? Um, And so either way, I think that what we're talking about would be helpful for you, whether you're just kind of stressed out or really feeling anxious. I think all of these things could help you no matter what. But definitely if you're feeling like things are lingering and you see this cycle, you really want to just say to yourself, okay, I think it's time that I need to either, you know, reach out to a professional or, you know, grab some of these books and really just just t- take control. And that's another thing too. I think I – I know about like anxiety about anxiety. I think that's why I love like, first of all, obviously working in my profession as an anxiety healer and a therapist, but also um, 
you know, being a coach and talking a lot about how to heal anxiety and doing my own research on the nervous system and trauma and how everything is so connected, um, I think that plays a part in my healing. It's very cathartic for me to talk about it and to learn a little bit more about anxiety and to research, you know, to read these books like Dare and to even like write my book was so cathartic, right? My book is full of every single type of, you know, coping skill and tool and technique that I've actually tried on my own, right? And creating this healing toolkit. And so for me, that's cathartic is remind, and it reminds myself like, this is the stuff that helps me. And oh my gosh, okay, this is a different way of looking at it. And that's so helpful. And wow, you know, all these people can relate to what I'm going through. And so doing that research on my own, right? I do go to therapy every week as well. But, um, you know, so much of the work that has really led me to healing is the stuff that I've worked on, on my own, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that hopefully this is, this is kind of a helpful episode, um, and can, can get some people who feel maybe lost or like stuck in that cycle, like Mm -hmm. break out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope, I hope it helps everyone. It, ho- it helps yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of our episode for today. I feel like we wanted to just kind of get into like the details of things. And I really am excited that we were able to talk about, about this because we had a couple of people ask. Um, but I actually did want to ask before we go how your brother's doing because I know that we talked about it a couple episodes ago. And is he doing oh. better? Oh, my gosh. So much better. So oh, that's so better. good. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I meant to it, ask you in the beginning. Oh, it's just such a weird thing. COVID. Such a we- weird weird times, right? <laughs> I know. So good. So he's he's doing better. He's Yeah, yeah. Like the he amount got, of people that just- I had messaged me and they were like, I would never they were like, I would never wish this on anyone. They were like, but I had relatives who never understood my anxiety. And then COVID happened and they actually started having anxiety like because oh. when they got COVID and she was of like course. I, she goes like I said I would never wish this on anyone she was like but it sure made me feel a lot better that they finally see what I've been going through for years and I'm like geez <laughs> oh my gosh seriously yeah but I know that you had said something about like he was getting some more testing done or something has he gotten that yeah. So remember I told the story about that cardiologist that was just yeah. wacko. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah, he like got the heart monitor and like whatever. But then we like started noticing he like didn't really care as in like he like didn't turn in the Holter <laughs> and ah. it was like one of those like Zio ones. And then he like never went and got the stress test. So I think it was just like he was in such an irrational state. And then he was like kind of like, OK, what am I doing? Like, why am yeah. I being this irrational? You know what I mean? And so, and, and I think realizing that that doctor was just a little cuckoo. Um, and I've had some people message me about like the ethics of that doctor. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm sure him hearing that too from you saying like, I, I have these this information about that doctor, you know, that he might not yeah. be, helps him, you know, to be like, oh, right, wow. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'm and glad. I think he was just like, the other doctor said, you know, hey, like you're fine. And I think it finally was like, okay, I need to just like accept that. For sure. Oh, that makes and me it, happy. And it kind of seems like COVID's getting less and less like powerful. So I think that's really good for just like everybody who's been struggling, you know, like so many people. I mean, I know people who still like barely leave their house because they haven't gotten it yet and they're terrified. 
to get yeah. it. So, I mean, that just like breaks my heart. I think of how long it's been and I'm like, wow, like, uh, I'm just like so worried for the future, like kids and like everything. So I'm just yeah. hoping like th- we're on the up and up with this and I don't know. You recovered really well the second time. I did. Yeah. I was just going to say, I hardly even knew I had it, to be honest. And, right. um, you know, I thought I had allergies <laughs> and then I tested positive. And so, um, you know, I did whatever the requirement was and then I hardly had any symptoms. So, but I did feel like lethargic for like a week and stuff, but, you know, I probably would have just thought that I was tired. <laughs> I never yeah, would have even I taken remember- a test. Yes, I texted you and I was like, "Would you have even gotten a test?" And you were like, "Honestly, probably not." Yeah, until my sister Did said something. Your boyfriend ever get it? No, he still hasn't gotten it. No, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. My mom hasn't either, and I hope they don't. And I think it's amazing, like whatever. Not it is. once. But no, actually. So <laughs> here's what I said. Here's what I say. Okay. I mean, they could be asymptomatic. Exactly. That's what I said yeah. last night at dinner. You know, everyone's like, oh, I haven't gotten. I'm like, that you know of. Wait, were there you around been- him? Oh, my gosh. I was with him the entire weekend where, where I got it. I got it down the shore. I was with him. There was only Shut one night. Up, there was only one night <laughs> I wasn't with him that I did go by myself just to get something to eat. And I was around people, but I was basically outside, like outside somewhere having sushi and that's the only night. And I'm like, I mean, maybe I guess it could have happened then. But I started getting symptoms literally like the next day. So I would have probably had to get it a couple of days before anyway. And I'm sure you were around him the next day. I was. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so he we was were, for sure exposed. Yes. Maybe he's just – yeah, maybe asymptomatic. He's one of the lucky ones. But, is he you boosted? Know, he a choice and he wasn't. Yes, he is. And so is my oh, mom. Oh. And the, yeah. the night before I tested positive – um. I went to dinner with my mom and my friend, and we shared food. And did your friend get it? No, neither of them got it. <laughs> so so I feel like, honestly, either I was not, like, maybe contagious at that point. Like, maybe I had yeah. had it for a little while right before because I was yeah, tired and stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, and it becomes less contagious after, obviously, a couple days. Oh, maybe you're so. right. So who the heck knows? But this is all the mystery. And guess what? It does for people with anxiety. Yeah. It literally makes you crazy because it's so unknown. You just have no idea. But the facts are all the everyone I know that has been getting it the past couple months and even last year always recover and and they have been yes. okay. So yes. I haven't heard anybody that. going into yeah. the hospital like yeah. at all. Yeah, so just remember that. But that's a little update. But I always guys. say I'm like focus on the facts, and they've even come out with new studies of like Delta versus like the variant that's going around primarily now is Omicron, and they're even saying like very different. They're like, no, we're seeing less and less long COVID and just like long term whatever because it's so mild, you know, it's like yeah. presenting so mild in people. And and just remember that like um, there are preventative things you can do to make to build your immune system right? That's like an important thing, just like the cold, just like the flu. You know, you want to do preventative things that can help your immune system, like different vitamins and like exercising and like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
I take, you know, like elderberry syrup every day. I mean, just like do research, but you know, I have smoothies and I put like greens in my smoothies and different like proteins and stuff, you know, just things that are immunity boosting. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And also your sleep, sleep. I wonder if anyone's listening to this. They're like, come on, y'all throw this in at the end. I know. Seriously. Is there anyone, (laughs) anyone listening? I guess it's good we throw it in at the end. I hope (laughs) you'll say Just turn it off. Okay, guys. I do that. I do that on podcasts. If if I'm like, okay, it seems like the topic's done. I just like, I bounce. Yeah, me too. Me too. But there are, (laughs) there are, I bet you at least 10 people that are still listening that want to hear our <laughs> So thank you, 10 people. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next time. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Talk to you later. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.